The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. Out in front to Williams. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com. Happy Thanksgiving. This is the Week 12 Sunday Night Edition of the PFF Forecast. I'm just thankful uh, that Eric is being himself. He's taking BU to heart here by wearing the uh, professorial sweater, the quarter zip. Can we, can we? we love to see it. We're going to do we're gonna some fun stuff here. We've got... Um, we're going to talk about our biggest surprises so far and then predict what they will be in a few weeks. We've got three teams that we're excited to back and three that we're excited to fade going forward. And then, of course, we're going to hit the week 13 lines. So let's rock. You do kind of have like I feel like Matt Nagy might rock the the dark blue quarter zip. I you mean, kinda, you were definitely cheering pretty hard for him. I would rather him just like I don't know rock some good offense. <laughs> no, it's not gonna be not gonna be possible. Um, be you, or just honestly, just be Andy. Like Andy was good, the okay. guy that you you know. You just rereading your tweets on the podcast though is not is not what the people sorry, come sorry, here sorry. for. Not what they come. I got to give the people what they want. <laughs> All right, let's start with this biggest surprise of the NFL season thus far for you is what? Um, man. Well, obviously the Ravens, right? Like I think we bet we all bet Ravens under, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like it was one of those things was going to be a grind, right? If they lose on Tuesday, which all indications are that they will, that'll go under the 11 and a half. It's really hard um, to win 11 games in the more than 11 games in the NFL. Was that I, the biggest surprise to you, or do you think just globally? Because we them being them being a solid four games behind Pittsburgh by the time it's all said and done, five games if 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 what we see. But is that more Pittsburgh or Baltimore? It's both, though, right? Like, yeah. if Baltimore doesn't shit the bed against the Steelers, they're, they're you know, closer, right? And then, obviously, the Ravens, even before the COVID situation, had a great deal of, like, fragility associated with them, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it would be that big of a drop-off. I think that the second, more, the second most surprising thing, or, sorry, another most surprising thing for me is the fact that the Dallas Cowboys currently have the worst record in the NFC. I did. I thought, you know, I, I thought maybe nine and a half was a little steep for their win total, but I didn't think that they would be this bad. Mm-hmm. And even, even with Dak, right? They were still a losing team before then. So those two, those two, and then hmm, my last one. Well, you, I only asked for one. Okay, those are well. So I'll, I'll, I'll override. Dallas is my most. Surprising team. That makes sense because you were a big fan of them, and nine and a half, and so many people bet over nine and a half. Not surprisingly, the Dallas fans are. I mean, they're insufferable. Um, Okay, here's mine. My biggest surprise is that 
we're th- past Thanksgiving and the Bucks haven't figured it out offensively. And it's very clear that they haven't. And I thought this was really indicative of how bad their offense has been. Because they have playmakers. So the Chiefs and the Bucks played. Chiefs and the Bucks, if you said what teams have the best supporting cast, maybe you can squeak another team in there, but I'm not really sure because the three receivers that the Bucks have are incredible. They have really solid players everywhere else. It, it should be money for them. The Chiefs, obviously, Hill, Kelsey, the whole deal. It's amazing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, on throws of less than 10 yards down the football field, are averaging 5.3 yards per attempt. There are two teams in the NFL that are worse than that, the New York Football Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles, who are very bad and do not have good supporting casts mm-hmm. and do not have very good quarterbacks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers seemingly have done the opposite of what the Kansas City Chiefs do. The Kansas City Chiefs have great weapons and they put them in space and make them even better. They leverage their abilities. The Bucs are like, hey, you guys are really good. Go win in the toughest situation possible. Like every time Tom Brady takes a shot down the field, it's like, okay, Gronk, you need to turn into Superman and make an incredible catch from 10 years ago. Oh, Mike Evans, I know you're playing on one leg. Please go jump over a defensive back. Oh, Antonio Brown, please catch this off your shoelaces in between three defenders. I mean, Romo said it really well on the broadcast. He said just everything's really tough. They make everything... everything was they make everything difficult which like i think is is the the right way to say it right like they just make their life a living hell on offense and it's again it's like the analogy i've always said there was like you crossing the street on the way to the end zone like obviously if you do it enough you can but you can get hit by a car on the way in whereas like with kansas city it's really nice when you can score from 70 yards away you know, really quickly. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of the uncertainty. Now, it almost ended up coming back to bite him, but like they're, you know, still, I think, in a good position. Yeah. We talked about this last week um, as well, which is Tampa Bay. This week they did it a little bit more because they were losing and they had to try and come back. But they were one of the most run heavy teams on first down, which again is just makes no sense because they don't. They don't even have a good running back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it'd be one thing if they had Walter Payton back there, but they don't. They have Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. It makes It really makes no sense. And I wonder, so you, this is going to transition me into what I think my surprise will be going forward. And it's actually going back to something that I talked about at the beginning of the season. And it's it's come back to earth, and, and this team has been a little bit maligned as of late. But the reason that this team is going to be okay is that their coach this season is an older coach who was able to adapt and that's not an easy thing to do and i bruce arians i would think is a guy that might be able to do that but he hasn't so far the seattle seahawks got off to a hot start it hasn't been great for them of late you look at their schedule coming up it's kind of a piece of cake i think we're heading into week 15 and the Seahawks are the best team again in the NFC. Hmm. They're in first place. The Saints are uh, a game ahead of them, but we saw Taysom Hill. It ain't. It's not that pretty <laughs> in all actuality. Alvin Kamara is hurt, and that offense has ground to a halt. So um, 
my my prediction slash surprise going forward for people will be that the Seahawks reclaim best in the NFC. That's not totally unreasonable. Thank um, you. <laughs> I'm glad it's I not totally are, ridiculous. I think there are people who have who share that opinion. Obviously, Seattle has one thing going for them, which is their defense was terrible at first and has sort of start to, started to figure it out in a very same way that Kansas City's did a season ago. I think if Seattle can get to the middle of the pack defensively, the fact that their offense is extremely explosive can really work to their favor. I mean, here, here's here's their I, I mean, schedule coming up. They have the Eagles on Monday, yeah. today. Then they have the Giants. Then they have the Jets. Then they have the football team. Yep. So they play three. They they play four of the five worst teams no. in the NFL coming up. And then they finish off with the Rams and the Niners. So heading into week 16, they should have, you know, they should be on a four game win streak. Uh, the Rams are, are good. The Niners are good. But those are two winnable games. To me, the, the Seahawks run the table going out 13 and three. Interesting. Okay. So if you believe that, which, which is good. Okay. Let me propose something. Okay. Should we tease the Seahawks tomorrow night with some week 13 games in our write-up today? Oh, buddy. See, we made the smart decision to take down some caffeine yeah. in this pod. And, and I, I think, can already I can already tell it's painful. So off. so my my colleague, our colleague Ben Brown, um, when I was you know, when I was driving up to the office today, you know, we kind of, you know, things went well today. You know, we had Falcons, we had Titans. Well, right, you're, you're dressed nicely. Thank it's you. Clear. We had we had Cincinnati against the spread. By the way, you won another steak dinner for me. Thank you. Um, although, ship I got the cattle. A, get, the, get the cattle on the boat from Japan. Bring them yeah. over. I, I don't want to, like, the Bengals did cover the spread. They also injured the other team's quarterback, so it was kind of a noisy game. But whatever. They also yeah, got a kick you, return. The, so, my, like, it's random. My... My bet was so sound that Colt McCoy couldn't even foil it. So we were talking. So Ben was <laughs> so so Ben said, "Why don't we tease Green Bay down to two tonight, and and then Seattle down to a pick tomorrow?" Now the numbers already gotten out to six and a half. So you're not teasing through zero anymore. Um, so you can like tease Seattle through three. So that I think is an open teaser leg that we tack onto a few plays this this, this coming uh, week. Give, a, give our, our our friends a little bit of sweat after, our, after our lock of the week hit this week. Thank God. Yeah. By Mike the way, Lennon was unable to. We had we had a few different teasers that we proposed that were good. Uh, what would what was the one? What was one that would not have hit? So we had so Giants tease down to you know basically zero. What it was fine. Cleveland tease down was good. Obviously, New England teased up was good, although that closed at plus one, so mm -hmm. a tease up would not have added much value. But if you had teased it earlier. Dolphins teased down was good. Saints teased down at the time of the podcast, obviously, would have been great. Um, the interesting thing, do you, what do you think of the ethics of this? So, it's a good, a good discussion to have on a betting podcast. So, New Orleans was minus six-ish, minus five-ish, mm -hmm. right? And the COVID thing happened and they don't move the game. Mm -hmm. So in theory, all of the Denver plus six, Denver plus five bets, all are are still binding. Mm -hmm. Number moves out to minus 15, 16, 17. Those numbers are meaningless, actually. I mean, 17 is a key-ish, but like, 
you know, as, as uh, I think it was Captain Jack said, like those numbers are meaningless. That's why they move so fast on betting. Though all those bets were binding. Now, if you would have bet Baltimore plus four, plus five, while well, that number is moving, and that almost the exact same thing happens. It's, it's actually not the exact same. Baltimore has a legit outbreak. Denver has an outbreak or a, a potential outbreak within a position group. But since the game moved to a different date, your bets are not binding. What do you think of that? It's tough, isn't it? As somebody I, okay. who had some Ravens, I'm pretty happy that it moved. Right, moved. You're, you're happy that it but moved. But if you had some Denver, how pissed are you? And, how, and do you have a right to be? I am a huge proponent of, of anything that can make sports betting more friendly is the right word. Like so much of sports betting in the past and, and currently is viewed as like a slimy, sleazy dumpster, right? And I think there's a reason for that, right? It's, oh, it was happening in Vegas. You know, here's what happens in Vegas. Offshore, the whole, the whole Bitcoin, deal, right? You know. So I'm always a fan of Sportsbook being like, hey, this happened and we realize that you are depositing money in our account and allowing us to, to hold this money basically as a fucking bank. Mm -hmm. We're going to do right by you. So I always think doing right by the sports better is the right thing. And the right thing to do in that situation would be to say, hey, would you like to, yeah, to yeah. change your bet? Yeah. Like to me, that you're making a huge profit off of this stuff, right? And I understand there's probably some pretty large bets in those situations, yeah. but I, you have to, I, I just think you've got to do the thing that makes the most sense. And that's what would make the most sense is to say, yeah. hey, the, this thing happened, we're going to change it. And they it. clearly do it in some cases. So for example, there's a certain sports book we used to know who on election bets paid out Biden and essentially refunded Trump. And I think one of the reasons they're doing that is they're, they profiled the Trump voters and said, well, we're going to get this money back in a couple bets anyway. Mm -hmm. And so it's just recycled. That's what, I mean, yeah, I'm going to give this away, but it's why the sports book says, look, you know, you get a, a, you know, Tennessee plus 63, you know, on FanDuel today, uh, go and bet. And they're like, well, why is this free money? Well, they know you win that bet with 95% probability and you take that money, you roll it over and eventually you lose, right? Like, and, you know, some people profit off of it, but some people don't. And I think like, that's like the whole point is like, if, and that was what always irritated me about the election, like where they, they didn't pay out for a long time was because it's like, well, most sports bettors are just going to roll that thing back into yep. your business. So why does it doesn't make any sense? And I think the same thing's true with things like this, but it's clear that, you know, the, it, it I think it depends. Like there might've been some books that paid that like refunded it, but the most of them, like those bets were binding. If you bet like new, you know, uh, Denver plus five. Or the, plus the, six or whatever And here's it was. the problem with that. The problem with that is the transparency there and the seemingly like there's no real rubric there. Yeah. So you, you, as someone that has invested your money in this particular bet, you go, oh, I wonder if they're just doing this because the way they're leveraged, yeah. this makes it profitable for them. Well, and that's, and that's always a case with things like live betting. Like, you know, there's always the thing about like the 10 second delay and you know they only sort of like uh, accept the bet that in that 10 seconds became negative ev right and they decline the one that becomes positive ev for you that's always like an issue and i think obviously the the providers that can do a better job of leveraging risk to a degree where they can sort of uh be better towards 
the customer, but also better towards uh, you know making a profit will win. But right now, it's not certainly not this that is way. An interesting tangent, but I do have one thought that I've been thinking about for a little while. We are we are continuously moving away from needing to go to games. The one place we're going to games has a real benefit would be live betting, mm -hmm. right? And the opportunity to be in the stadium watching the game and betting live where yeah. you're not beholding to the delay. You know, if you stream, for example, you're even further behind. You should only live, by the way, you should only live bet during commercials if you have a delay. I mean, it's, it's yes. yeah. You, well, you sh you're probably not going to be able to get a, a, a line that's accurate unless you're going during a commercial. Well, you just have way less information. You, you're get, you're you're basically flipping a, a right, and, but you, and the I'm live lines are minus 120, which really What I'm saying you is you probably don't know what the line should right. be when you're making the bet yeah. if you're not doing it during commercial. But do you think maybe that's a way to re-incentivize people to go to the games? They, like you have yeah. an opportunity to bet the game live actually knowing yeah. what's going on. And if you offer a large enough swath of bets, like how much fun would that be, right? Yeah. And no, that's this, a way you, to increase engagement for sure. You can do this in like Macau, for example, right? You can bet on like anything that happens. Anyways, yep. uh, let's do the three that we want to back and three that we want to fade. I'll let you. Um, I'll let you go first. Who are the three teams you're looking forward to? Actually, let's go fade first. Okay. Three teams you want to fade going forward. Um. I hate doing this because I really like the collective. Mm -hmm. Cleveland's a team I want to fade. Oh, looks like you've already got one on my list. Eight and three. But Baker Baker threw his first touchdown today since he was in Cincinnati a month ago. Yes, but the, the weather stuff. You made the point on the weather. But it's still it's I still out. a decent amount of that game. And I'm I'm the reason I put them on here is that they barely beat Jacksonville yeah, with Mike yeah. Lennon. Yep. That worries me. It worries me. Now they didn't have Miles Garrett. He's fantastic. But going down the stretch in games that are important, your quarterback has to be able to play well in high-pressure situations. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm not sold. Now, I do think that Baker Mayfield has had a, had, has gotten unlucky. First off, he was drafted by the Browns. <laughs> Second off, he's then had this weird carousel of coaching and offenses. And it's a little concerning that he hasn't taken Stefanski quickly as, you know, enough. But look, he's been busy filming progressive commercials, so you know you got to cut him a little bit of slack. I have Cleveland on my list as well. Okay, um, I'm also so I'm going to also go now. I I'm going to contradict myself because I tweeted out about how the Giants shouldn't be six and a half point favorites against anybody, mm -hmm. especially on the road. Um, but after watching a decent amount of that Bengals game, uh, I'm going to go Bengals. Like they're terrible and they they can't protect. And Brandon Allen stinks. He's better than Ryan Finley. Like, I think the result would have been worse had they started Ryan Finley. Um, but that's not a coaching staff that can overcome much of anything. And it's a it's a team that I don't think can overcome much of anything. And then my last one, and man, this is hard to do because this is a team that I, I already talked about them. I, Dallas. Dallas is a team I think they're going to give a good effort here or there at some point um, in this. They're going to give a good effort at some point. But like the moment, like when it becomes clear that there are like a game, two games, three games out of first, 
I think it's just going to be a lot of quit. There's a lot of veterans on that team that aren't very good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of replacement level players who aren't very good. And there's probably a few, like, there's probably a few, let's say, situations that have a foot out the door there. Okay. You mentioned the Browns. That was one, that was one of my three. The other ones, Philadelphia, coming out that Jalen Hurts is getting some run with the first team. I would not feel as strongly about fading the Eagles if we knew Jalen Hurts was going to start. But Carson Wentz is playing so poorly. That whole organization, it feels weirdly lionsy in the way that um, it appears there may be discontent there. I do, they're obviously not at the depth that the Lions are, but it's not a good situation there. And then this is one that I, in thinking about where the public would be and where I think there might be a little bit of an advantage. And this is a tough one because I love Sean Payton. I love Sean Payton. Yeah. But the New Orleans Saints to me are an interesting team going forward because what will the narrative be around Taysom Hill in fantasy leagues he's winning people fantasy leagues I mean he's running for touchdowns um they obviously blow the doors off the the Denver Broncos but when it comes to a situation where they're playing another good team and they will be shortly and I don't you know I don't know when Drew Brees is coming back but they do have the Kansas City Chiefs on their schedule Will it be an opportunity to fade them because their defense has been something that's winning them games, and you know you don't want to count on that yeah. week to week? So that's my third team. Are you surprised? How do you feel about the the Saints? The thing the thing about the Saints is that I do think that they have the ingredients to be a, the best team in the NFC, and I think that they have been for probably a month, and. Obviously, that's a team that eventually you want to fade because the market's going to be too high on them. Um, the Taysom Hill thing complicates things, right? When Breeze comes back, I think people might fade them a little bit just because they're, you know, the when Breeze came back a season ago, they covered against Arizona, but then they, after a bye, went on to, you know, kind of struggle a little bit. They lost to the Falcons at home. Um, you know, they had some games that were not quite as, uh, they, they barely won against Carolina, a game that we had. Um, etc. So, I mean, the Saints are a weird team for me. Let me put some things in perspective for you. Taysom Hill averaged 4.9 yards per attempt. Brandon Allen averaged 4.7 yards per attempt. Um, Jameis averaged almost double that last year, by the way. Cam Newton, in a disastrous outing, averaged uh, 4.7 yards per attempt. Yeah, and, and Allen was one win away from that, those three being 3-0 and today. Like one uh, drive... Uh, okay, here are teams that I want to back. Okay. Curious how many of ours overlap. Yeah. Um, down the stretch here, I want to back San Francisco. Ding. There's one. San Francisco is one of the best coached teams in the entire league. And while they are, their, their F of X is hurt. Their F prime of we X. We have enough listeners getting that you healthy. can't just throw out F of X here. Their their state of their system is is God is injured. <laughs> the 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 change in their state of system. They are getting more healthy. Yes. Um. So that's a team I want to back. I co- good coach. A lot of motivated people on that team. Um, and sniffing a playoff is sniffing a playoff hunt. I mean, they they have they're one game behind Arizona. They play Arizona again. Um, 
they are, you know, they have an opportunity to make the playoffs. And I think of the five and six teams in the NFC, so obviously Minnesota today was a, with a good effort. They're probably going to get back to 500 next week against against Jacksonville. Down the stretch, it's going to be tough for them. Bears are dead. I mean, there's just no. There's. I mean, you watch the team tonight, you think anything, like they're going to finish 5-11. Yeah. Um, so the Niners are the five and six team to look out for. Speaking of another five and six team that I want to back, and I think people are going to look at this and say, "What do you mean? You're you're resulting here? They beat the Cardinals, and you know, but they did so horribly." The New England Patriots are a team at five and six I want to back. We we thought about Bill, we thought about them tanking, all that kind of stuff. That's not actually happening. They're playing hard every week. Um, they got lucky this week, but. Like the passing game besides this week has been pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Cam obviously brings a lot to that team. They are two games out of the seventh seed in the uh, in the AFC. I think that's going to be enough of a carrot for them to continue to play hard here. Um, they do play in the AFC East, which, again, is not a schedule full of world beaters. So they're going to be a team, including that starting this week, they're underdogs. You know, uh, I'm a, I, I like to back them. And then lastly, a team that I'm – a team that I'm going to be backing as a spunky spoiler down the stretch, and that's the ten. That's the Houston Texans at four and seven. Yeah, so you have two of the ones so that Houston, I have on here. I, Houston. Houston overlaps with you. As yeah, because well. I, I love Deshaun Watson. I mean, I, but but it, it's also this has so much history written all over it, right? Like Romeo Crennel did the same thing with Kansas City. You know, uh, Leslie Frazier did the same thing with Minnesota in 2010. Like, there are interim coaches that take over disasters with talent and get them above 500 for, like, the last stretch of the season. That has Houston written all. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Houston finished 7-9 and nine or 8-8. Oh, eight and eight. No, not at all. Yeah. And, by the way, they have the quarterback to do it. Like, yeah. in order to run this streak, you need great quarterback play. Deshaun Watson is playing as well as any quarterback. Yeah. He's, you know, he and Patrick Mahomes are playing the best quarterback in the NFL right now. now. You don't get to play Detroit every week, but you do get to play a Colts team that's coming down from a really bad performance in a must-have. Like that was a must-win game this mm -hmm. week at home, and now you know, they now, basically have no. Yeah. Now they have to go on the road and face tennis or uh, Houston, face on Houston. One, on then they the then, then Houston goes to Chicago, which we've already seen that's a dumpster. Then at Colts, then Bengals go to Houston. And then Tennessee by week 17 might be resting their starters, right? So, like, if they could split with the Colts, run the table potential is yeah. there. Yeah, there's a, there's there's a lot there to like about Houston. Now, kiss of death because you know Romeo yeah, Cornell. You have kissed them uh, a couple yeah. of times, but they came through for us on Thanksgiving. Okay, uh, I had the Niners as well, and I'll say this: what was beautiful about that game? Everyone's been talking about how Sean McVay and um, uh, what's his name? Staley, Brandon Staley. Mm -hmm. I believe I got that right. Are this beautiful couple of, you know, they're winning with defense, but yeah. McVay's an offensive wizard, yada, yada, yada. And Shanahan and Robert Sala probably saw that on Monday night and said, fuck these motherfuckers. And they came in, they gave up a defensive touchdown. Nick Mullins is out there half the time not knowing what's going on. And they were brilliant. They now have Jason Verrett and Richard Sherman. Quant uh, Williams, by the way, didn't even play this week, but he's mm -hmm. a solid slot corner. Like, they have the potential to have a really good coverage unit. And offensively, there is no coach that does a better job of leveraging the players that he has. Like, it is just period, like point blank. There's no one that does more with the tools that, or with the, the players that he has than Kyle Shanahan. 
like speaking of spoiler, they're not just a spoiler. They could get into the playoffs. Uh, and I believe that, um, that they're a team you want to back. I'll be backing them, of course. Surprise no one. And then the only team uh, that we have differing between the two of us, I like the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Freed, I mean, Bevel, Bev freed from the shackles of Matt Patricia. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of players who are not going to be necessarily a part of the rebuild. Matt Stafford is a guy that, in my opinion, these guys were going to want to play for. They're going to get Kenny Galladay back at some point. I like the Detroit Lions. This Kenny Galladay, out. per SB Nation, liked Matt Patricia's firing he, on Instagram. He did. Um, there isn't an offense in the NFL whose complexion changes more when a player's out than the Lions with Galladay. Um, so if and the thing is, is Bevel has long been a coach who was a hot head coaching candidate, and he has never been a head coach before. That of the of the interim coaches, he has sort of I think the most to, to go for. By the way, were you surprised? That Jacksonville fired Caldwell and not Marone. Doug Marone. Who would have been the interim head coach? Well, I don't know, but like, do you, I? I actually, I when I watch Jacksonville, they're playing hard. Oh yeah, I don't like. Think I don't think Marone's done a terrible job. In fact, like I, I was, you know, I. You, you want to know what my take is on it? Yeah, I, I think that Marone is the opposite of Patricia in that the players really respect him. Yeah. People in the organization really respect him. We're in a year where you need stability. You need someone that's going to help lead your team. And yeah. to me, Doug Marone is the guy in that organization that leads people. And you need one of those people. Yeah. And I think the Khan family really respects Marone and likes Marone. We're like, yeah. look, we need, we need you here. You know, whether you're going to be the coach uh, of this team going forward, that depends on the GM we hire. But Doug Marone, I... I yeah, because you look at them, you look at them, they beat the Colts week one. They covered the spread against the Titans in week two. They kind of let down against the Dolphins, but the Dolphins end up being a pretty good team. Mm -hmm. They they were close against the Bengals, close-ish against the Texans in that game. We had the over, didn't end up getting there. Um, close against the Jag the Chargers, they had the lead in the fourth quarter of that game. Close against Texans, lost by two in Luton's first start. Close against the Packers. Blown out by the Steelers, but the Steelers, you know, are pretty good. They're not the best team in the league, but they're pretty good. And obviously, and then today they they cover the number. They've lost two games this season, by the way, 27-25, which uh, Scorigami, you know, you think about it. first time probably that's ever happened. Ready to get into week 13? Let's do it. No Thursday night game because that was going to be Dallas-Baltimore. Yeah. That's been moved. Do we have any college football this Thursday? What are you putting uh, the odds of Baltimore-Pittsburgh being played at right now? Minus 300. I've been checking in with you every uh, – hour or so yeah minus 300 i i think there's so much incentive here and like i hate you know i said this to you and and you kind of pushed back a little bit but i'll try it out again um them playing that denver new orleans game without this huge backlash just basically them going through with it uh, i think is a is a paving the road for going through a tuesday's game and it not being that big of a you know, an eyesore. There are two Thursday night games this week. Louis, La Tech in North Texas and Air Force Dear Utah God. State. So, Dear God. We'll have football. Okay. I have only two games that are um, that are really, ex in my opinion. Actually, I'll, I'll put a third in here. Okay. We'll start with New England, Los Angeles is the game that I, I brought into this group. Yep. Justin Herbert 
a little better this week, but still wasn't great. Maybe it's getting to him that he has a hot girlfriend and a bad haircut, and now he's feeling a little self-conscious. That tilting you more than anything. It may. It tilted me. I thought. I, well, you were amused by that. This. 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 Thing. Oh, it didn't. No, no, no. I. So here's my. You know my opinion on this. I think it's very important to understand whether a quarterback that you're about to draft in the first round has it or not. And one decent way to look at that is, you know, potentially yeah, seeing yeah. how he fares with, uh, you know, other people. And had I known this information, I would have been, you know, potentially much higher on Justin Herbert. Right. Should have put it in the models. Yeah, I didn't. Put I didn't the model know. in the model. Basically, what I was saying was I was impressed by Justin Herbert, and I, it made more his haircut being so bad was now something that I am very impressed by. Yeah. Uh, put the model in the models. Um, that being said, I have, uh, I have that relationship lasting. No, that relationship does not last through the season, uh, and I have the Los Angeles Chargers as a three-point uh, underdog at home. You're wow. So I bet this. So I kind of I bet this last week. So I kind of had a head start, but it looks like I'm hashtag shrap because I. The Chargers, I... What did you guess this line was going to be? Two and a half Chargers favored. Oh. And I bet New England plus two and a half like three days ago. Now, I'm not quite right because it's... Chargers are laying a point and a half at home. Hmm. So it was a similar situation as last week where New England's yeah. getting points in a situation where I'm not sure that they're the worst team. They're not the worst team, but they're not. I'm sorry. Did you watch the Los Angeles Chargers today? Yeah, I mean, egregious. Shout out to our I've friend. I've heard great things about Anthony Lynn. Shout out to our friend Josh Hermsmeyer, who was on the under for that game train. I'm yes, really, he knew that Anthony Lynn literally has never experienced a goal line situation with under 25 seconds yeah, yeah, yeah. left. That was an atrocity. That game should have gone over. It was a disaster. But it wouldn't have gone over even if they scored that, though. Right, I get that. I mean, Eric, I understand how math works. The, I'm the, saying, did you watch the whole game? I mean, the, the, the halftime, disaster. The halftime was a disaster. Uh, when they got fourth and two with about 35 seconds left. God, and instead so of so dumb. Calling a timeout right away and giving an honest attempt at a fourth down or letting the clock drain all the way to three seconds and running a Hail Mary so they're the last team with the ball in the first half. Anthony Lynn called a timeout with 21 seconds, which basically meant you're taking <laughs> – you go in for fourth down. If you miss it, they have a chance to get a field goal on you, or you have to punt. And they, I think, believe punted. They um, did. Yeah, Anthony Lynn seems like a great guy. He's a, he's absolutely struggles dreadful. in the decision making. Yeah. I what I said on Twitter was, you know, the, all the boxing matches they had the previous night. There should have been one with Anthony Lynn versus the clock. That should have that was I would have paid the pay per view toll for that. What about Trubisky versus Trubisky versus receiver? the left side of the field? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the best thing about that game was uh, he almost gets Allen Robinson killed for like the 40th time in his career. And every subsequent target, Allen Robinson is catching Dude. and going down, bracing to get I've done that before when I played. Shredded. Like, you know, like a guy throws me a YOLO, you know, like Dude, a hero so ball. And I'm just like. Okay. So the Patriots should not be an underdog in this game. The problem is, is the Chargers can score pretty well, and I, I the they, Patriots are a team 
are we sure? So how did dig? So how did how did Hopkins do today? Let me let me remind you of a few things here. Justin Herbert, despite his uh, incredible rookie season and improvement on and off the field, is a rookie quarterback. Hopkins five for fifty five today. Um, Gilmore must have done a good job. Justin Herbert, rookie quarterback on the football field. Bill Belichick, killer of rookie quarterbacks. Miami Dolphins did a nice job against Justin Herbert. That defensive scheme, Brian Flores, same All right. defensive scheme that Bill Belichick Sounds like we go with. Seattle minus a half and New England plus seven and a half. I'm going to call this the Super Bowl 54 teaser. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't like I'm teasing. naming teasers after I don't, people. I don't like not getting like eight. Andy Molitor, our friend. I don't like not getting to eight, but you so know, Super here Bowl we are. Fifty Four. Am I right? No, here we are. That was just last year. Okay, Super Bowl Fifty. No, Fifty One. Super Bowl Fifty One teaser. All first-time depositors at MonkeyKnifeFight.com that put at least twenty bucks into their account while using the promo code PFF are going to receive a free PFF Edge annual subscription. That's a phenomenal deal because it's a $4 value and you get $20 to spend and play at monkeyknifefight.com playing their daily fantasy and prop games. It's one of the fastest growing fantasy sports sites in the USA. My guy Deshaun Watson even reps their stuff in large part because it's a pretty cool logo. So you might want to buy some merch while you're at it. Go to monkeyknifefight.com, pause 20 bucks, promo code PFF and get a free PFF Edge annual subscription. It's uh, much too Eric and I's chagrin that the gyms still not exactly the best place to go. Okay. The gyms as in places to work out. Nor are the gyms where they are playing sports. And that kind of sucks too. But college basketball is still being played. And um, whether you're betting on the NFL, college basketball, there's plenty of stuff out there. You probably want to head to DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which is America's top rated sportsbook app, uh, to bring you closer to the action, even though you can't go there and it's better just hang out on your couch bet from there it'll be a lot of fun um, DraftKicks Sportsbook is giving uh, all college basketball fans who sign up and use the promo code PFF a chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor uh, when these two teams play coming up here so you want to go check that out plus you'll get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using the promo code PFF so go to uh, your app store download the DraftKings Sportsbook app get in there and make it happen you have live betting it's safe reliable it's as easy to deposit as it is to withdraw so go download the app use promo code pff get 100 when you bet on either gonzaga or baylor to win so it's easy you just make the money and then you can go invest smartly in other places don't just blow it all in one shot and if you use promo code pff you get a um, sign up advantage uh, match of up to $1,000. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires a 25-time playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you are looking for a Christmas present, maybe for yourself, maybe for a friend, maybe for your whole family, you can get them a PFF subscription. Nothing better, especially because the annual ones will take you all the way through next season. So you can go to pff.com right now, use promo code CYBER40 and get 40% off. That includes Edge and Elite and the college subscription. So for anyone uh, that you know who's a fan of football, it is a great gift. 
If they're a fantasy player, then the Edge subscription gets you all the content, all the fantasy stuff. They like to gamble a little bit, the props tool and all the betting dashboards come with an elite subscription. Maybe they just like college, so go get them a college subscription. But you get access to all the PFF grades, all the good analysis and insights. Cyber40 is the promo code you want to use. And if you're looking for something for free, you've got that too. Um, check out all the good PFF podcasts, Chris Collinsworth podcast, Richard Sherman. It's going to be an interesting one this week because uh, Richard Sherman finally played some football and the Niners are back. They're back. Believe it. So go to PFF.com. Check out all that stuff. Cyber40 is your promo code. Okay, next game. 49. We're staying on the West Coast. Uh, Los Angeles Rams going to the Arizona Cardinals. By the way, you know what was even more impressive about what the Niners did today to the Rams? They melted down in the middle of the game. They found out that they couldn't play in their home stadium for like three straight weeks on the bus after landing in Los Angeles. So what happens on Monday night? Where do they play? Do they play at like... Rumor is it's going to be in Arizona. They're going to play at Glen, in Glendale. That's what I... <laughs> you know, the last time, are. George, by the way, I'm a little history lesson, 1989. Maybe we you know, shouldn't have done caffeine. I don't know. Do you know that the, the, the San Francisco 49ers once went two straight years without losing a road game? 89 and 1990, they, they won 16 straight road games. Mm-hmm. But the more impressive part was in 1989. What was a... You're from the Bay Area. What was a... What was a uh, a history thing that a happened. A seminal moment in 1989. Yeah. Yes, the earthquake. Right. So the so the Niners not only played on the road and won eight road games, they also played at like Stanford for like three of their home games. Because of that. And mm-hmm. won all them. So they are a team that in their history have won faux home games. Faux? Faux. Faux. <laughs> if there's anyone that's overcoming that, it is Kyle Shanahan. Two and a half. Um, my issue is is the how explosive the Bills can be. Um, but I do think that they're a good teaser like. I'm sorry, what? The nine. We're talking about Rams Cardinals. Oh, we're not talking and, about Rams. Okay. Uh you don't think Bills Niners is a good game? I do. It's the okay. next one on the okay. list. I guess that Arizona would be a two and a half point favorite at home against the Rams. I, feel I like guessed I'm... LAR minus two and a half on the road. Oh, wow. We're really on different planets here. What is it? Rams are minus one and a half on the road. Yeah. I mean, sure. One and a half either direction. It doesn't really are the, excite are, me. Are, are the Rams a team that can separate with the – because then you could tease the, the zone Look, of Cardinals out I, to two and a half. I'm a little nervous about the Arizona Cardinals. i got to be honest with you. But they played in New England on the road, a little banged up Kyler Murray. I don't know. I don't have a desire to bet this game. I feel like yeah. either one of these teams could show up or not. Arizona show up was a road team at a day. one o'clock game, but coming off of a ten days rest, it was. A, there were a lot of things that that were positive in their direction. They got out to a lead. They they should have scored at the end of the half to go up seven. Instead, they got nothing. Yep. Um, the Rams. They didn't have Larry Fitz either yeah the rams really just shit this shit themselves again i mean they got lucky the niners should have blown them out they get jared they, goff looked baker mayfield lost okay let's move on the the next game that i had was bills and niners and uh i said this should be a pick i i'm wrong too i said san francisco minus two and a half and it is buffalo minus two and a half 
Yeah, so could have so told you the Niners weren't going to be favored here. So as Well, I thought the Niners would win today, and I was right. I like the Niners in a teaser maybe even more than I like yeah. the Patriots in a teaser. Okay. Well, we could do that one thing we did that one week and round Robin. Just, you know, just give you the bunch. Just teaser season, baby. Teasing. I need uh, Tantillo. Can you get that <laughs> gift there, please? Because at least tonight you're dressed, you know, pro- professionally. So that that little whatever that was is going to be great. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, Buffalo traveling to wherever the hell San Francisco is playing. <laughs> it's going to be a road game for both teams. But I think the interesting thing here is San Francisco getting healthier. But on offense, they will get uh, Ayuk back, or at least they should. Samuel was dominant today. Samuel was awesome, but now they're going to have two of him, mm-hmm. and there's no way that the Buffalo defense. Buffalo is also for that. the softest, one of the softest defenses in the entire league. So yes, correct. Okay, are you ready to move on? The rest of these games are all whatever. So yep. here we go. Uh, these are some some meh games. Cleveland at Tennessee, our Titans. I said Tennessee would be favored by four and a half. Okay, I had Tennessee favored by five and a half. Wow. I okay. Uh, Tennessee's favored by four. We both like the Titans here. I mean, what's not to like? The Titans are soft, and Cleveland runs the ball really well. Yeah, I mean that's. Cleveland runs the ball really Anderson well. Anderson Dejo biting on play action all game against those two wide receivers is just my is my <sighs> heroine. I mean, Cleveland runs the ball really well and yet couldn't put Jacksonville and Mike Lennon away. You know? Yeah. It's like I don't know. I mean, Baker's this is, gonna miss so so like Cleveland is a team that I just want to fade. I just want to fade them. Here's the question though, when we think about these things. So I already bet New England at plus two and a half. It got down to one and a half. So, like, clearly that teaser is not quite as good because you're not getting the eight. Mm-hmm. We needed the eight again when we had LAC the other day. Arizona, plus eight and a half. Like, I think that's kind of going to stay where it is. San Francisco, eight and a half. I think it's kind of going to stay where that is. Cleveland has been a – well, for one, Tennessee has been a public fade this year in many ways, mm-hmm. right? When they had the Tuesday night game against the Bills, they were yep. huge underdogs at home. There was a uh, Dan, you know, what a, uh, the guy that runs Fairlay Betting said a ton of Indianapolis money today. Um, te- Tennessee when they played Pittsburgh, right? Like at they Pittsburgh got a ton of money in that game. Do we wait until this thing gets down to like three? Oh my God, you think it gets down to three? I, I look, uh, Cleveland has been. Dude, when, remember when Cleveland played Dallas? Dallas had Dak, and they were on the road, and they took a ton of money. They took a ton of money in the Pittsburgh game, okay. too. Okay, but, but. And they took a ton of money in this Jacksonville but game. But you, know, you know what we're getting this week? One of my favorite weeks of the year. You know what this week is? Oh, the season starts this week because it's Thanksgiving. Derek Henry MVP oh, conversation week. Here it comes. Get your tweets ready. See, I... Okay, but that's but that's like the the markets don't move off of public. Money, yeah, no, they I get move that. Move off of like sharp that. people's money. I get that. I'm just saying. And the and the the the, the sharps. What love sharp person is betting on the Cleveland Browns after that performance today? Defense. They they overrate defense, man. Like Miles Garrett will be back. Blah True. blah blah. Right. Will be. Tennessee's defense is garbage. Home field advantage in Nashville is nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. The only person there is like Clay Travis when he at the game. A friend. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm willing to wait and see. So what so that that'd be my my thought is like you might not be getting the best number and 
this show is about getting the best of the number, which you might not be getting. Next game, Indy, Houston. I don't know why this didn't make the, the top tier, but probably because Philip Rivers shot puts the ball and Houston is, mm-hmm. you know, they beat Detroit, but okay. I have Houston at home as a three-point underdog. Same as you. I have the same as you. And let's look. Let's look. Uh, it is three. We all agree. I'm here for Deshaun Watson yeah. in this game. But since we guessed the number. Right, I know. I'm just saying. But I'm here for it. Do you think this gets to two and a half? No. I don't either. I think a lot of indie money would come in if it did. People, so, like, for the reason I liked Indy against Green Bay, people love Indy. People, th- people love Frank Wright, great coach. They love toughness, you know. I mean, not having Buckner today probably mattered. Not having Okariki there probably mattered. Like, But people are going to overreact to that in a game. You know, getting all those guys back, people are going to be like, oh, you know. and like Better quarterback at home getting points. You're welcome. Okay, uh, let's move onward here. Let's go to New Orleans, Atlanta. In hot Atlanta, Raheem Morris, 4-2 and two as a head coach. Just saying. There's no way that no way he stays. I'm sorry. Second half of the season, Falcons. Ain't gonna happen. Okay, Taysom Hill versus Matt Ryan. Maybe Julio Jones is back. Atlanta is not dead, by the way. Not dead yet. By the way, did I get mocked and ridiculed on the show today for for taking Atlanta? I was a one brave soul. I bet on them earlier in the week, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. You got a better, yeah. Um, I have Atlanta three point underdogs at home. Okay, three and a half. It's three and a half. So, look, I can tell you when there's going to be a, a little Taysom Hill. You know that you know that the people are going to like Atlanta this week. You know it. Like home. You know, I'm just glad we guessed the number so that we don't have to yeah, yeah. don't have to write it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta will have an opportunity to play. Spoiler. Here's the tough thing: is Atlanta's defense is so undisciplined. Like, Sean Payton's going to come in here and just. Uh, it's so hard to bet against Sean Payton, especially in inner division. He just owns the Falcons. Sean Payton has probably a really nice house in New Orleans, probably drives a Mercedes-Benz SL500, and also has the Atlanta Falcons in a doghouse yeah, yeah, in his yeah, backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Taysom Hill was beige today. He was terrible. This is like... But it didn't matter because Cordell Hinton or whatever his name was was playing. Cordell Stewart. Poor guy. Poor guy. He must have been so they should pay. They should give him a $100,000 bonus. They give something. I mean, for fuck's sake, like, you just, like, put this guy out to slaughter. Like, the the Saints aren't even a bad defense. They're a good defense. Hendrickson, Davenport, Dude, yeah. Cameron Jordan, no. all men. Like, you're out there. You're like a toothpick out there trying. You're doing no. that mesh read thing. For fuck, like, dude. It was it was tough. It was tough to watch. Go get him, son. It was like in a fucking <laughs> Not Another Teen movie where, like, Marty gets fucking split in half in the end zone when he tries to catch a ball <laughs> and they're like do it you know do it for marty's torso yeah like that's how hinton looked like out there sunday night football denver oh. speaking of hinton in kansas city what'd you guess this was gonna be i'm an out i'm an idiot i said well the, they already hung the number up which tells you everything you need to know about drew lock and like the relative importance thereof so i i kind of still thought there would be quarterback uncertainty I said KC minus 16 and a half. Uh, I'm not too far off. I said Kansas City uh, minus 14. 
It's minus 13 and a half. Would, do we just write this up then? Okay. So I had, I had 13 and a half. And then I thought to myself, Drew Locke. Sucks. Not very good at football. Not very good at throwing accurate passes. The only thing that could hurt this is like legitimately a COVID outbreak for the Chiefs. But they seem to have been a team that has mostly avoided such things. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's why I don't want to write this one up. Kansas City came out and absolutely put a smackdown on Tampa Bay. Yeah. Okay? They lit the world on fire, and they didn't cover. Kansas City, depending upon when you got it, are 0-3 their last three against the number. That's that's important. I was the lone brave soul, by the way. That You did. That you were, you were Tom good. Brady plus three and a half, and he squeaked in back through the back Tom. door. But, you know, it's not about Drew Locke. It's more about the, the simple fact that when teams play Kansas City, they're playing the defending Super Bowl champion. They're going to pull out all the stops. They're going to, you know, they finally got a quarterback. They're going to, you know, try everything they possibly can. And probably a bit of a letdown spot for Kansas City if there is such a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't want to write it up. Okay. Um, yeah, so the Chiefs' upcoming schedule, Dolphins, Broncos, but then they have the Saints. Like, they do – they have to basically win out because of the way Pittsburgh's mm-hmm. playing. Um, but, yeah, there there could be letdowns here where they just kind of hashtag just win the game type of thing, much like today where they just kind of hang on at the end, you know, similar fashion to the way that they played the Raiders game in the sense of just get out of there with a win type of thing. Let me ask you this. Mahomes to Hill was incredible today. Poor Colton Davis. Clearly, they did not quite understand. How they didn't even need to go after Murphy Bunting and Devin White as much because their their best is better than your best. Yeah, because so, Tyreek Hill's running yeah. just wide open everywhere. Mahomes to Hill, is that the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL? Yeah. I mean, it almost has to be. Because the wide receiver... So who's the best wide receiver in the NFL right now? Devontae Adams. Yeah, is Rodgers that much... It Like... Like Mahomes is how much better than Rodgers? Well, like the sliding scale. Like if Mahomes, I guess Mahomes and Rodgers are similar to each other, right? If you're listening to this and not watching it on YouTube, you're missing out. Okay, so there's Rodgers, Adams. There's Mahomes, Hill. I don't know who else you'd even put in this conversation. Mahomes is so much better than the next best quarterback, though, that you can make a, a decent you, you argument. You could maybe put Watson and Fuller in there. You make a decent argument. You can make a decent argument that Hill, like you've, well, you have seen Hill with Alex Smith. So there's legitimate, like, terms where he's, yeah. I think it's Hill, Mahomes. But. Okay. I'm going to go Rodgers and Adams, and here's why Rodgers and Adams are more um like so so Mahomes and Hill are explosive obviously way more explosive than than Adams to Rodgers but if you had to get open in yeah. tight space I'm here for Devontae Adams I, I'm here running. for this state so I didn't realize Tyreek has 13 touchdowns 68 catches 1021 yards 13 touchdowns I'll say this Adams Rodgers is the most essential quarterback wide receiver combo to their team by a country right. mile. With with Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill could have games. Now, the last three games, we talked about the Chiefs not covering. Hill's had 100 yards and a touchdown or more in every single game. But, like, there are games where he disappears because of the the flow of the game. The Chiefs offense, um, you know, works a certain way. 
And so I don't think he's nearly as essential as Adams is, right? To to uh, sure. to Rogers, but I think their the output is probably better still. Yeah, but you can't measure if you're just looking at output. You're going to be that, that's an offensive thing, and obviously Andy Reid's offense is better than Matt because Hill had Hill Hill was shy of 100 yards every single game until week eight. No, week nine. He now he had a 99 and 98 yard game, but. He was shy of 100 yards, and then the last three games has been over 100. Like, he kind of, like, was getting, like, six targets a game for a while because Kelsey was having a career year and, you know, Watkins and all that kind of stuff. Like, you take Watkins out of the equation and Hill has stepped up. Like, the Packers don't have that secondary player. Oh, they don't. So, yeah, so Adams Devontae, is the most essential receiver. Devontae Adams is going offense, and getting maybe open. Galladay. <laughs> Devontae Adams is getting open despite the fact that the defense doesn't care about anyone else on his team. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, at least, like, Travis Kelsey demands a heck of a lot of attention. Anyways, okay, the rest of these games are, uh, we can move quickly. Washington-Pittsburgh. I don't know if there's even a lineup for this. I guess there would be Pittsburgh by 13 and a half at home. Is there one? No. I don't even have them up. I said nine and a half. I might be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Smith, Alex though. Smith against that Pittsburgh defense? Some, yeah. That's going to be rough for Yeah, him. but, like, Washington's defense is legit. Yeah. Except for Ronald Darby. I mean, dude, Austin's This will also be on short Ronald rest. Darby, like, That's good. That's good. Short. And that was also what I thought about was short rest for Pittsburgh. Yeah. And long rest for Washington because yeah. they played on Thursday. Oh, that's, that's very fair. I, I think I was probably too heavy on this. All right. Las Vegas in New York to play the Jets. If, by the way, if they, if they had beaten the Falcons, this would have been the letdown spot. Yeah. Just so we're clear. But by the way... Did we not nail the Vegas Raiders? Yes. That, that, that was the classic letdown. Why are you freaking yes. favored against? Why are you favored by three points against an NFL quarterback on the road when you're the Raiders? Um, okay, so the same question stands. What did you guess? Seven and a half. I said six and a half. It is seven and a half. Wow. I mean. I, I guess I like the Jets. I do like the Jets. We like the Jets today, too, and they fucking let us down. Yeah, Brutal. but that's because... Um, Sam Darnold does not do well against the uh, New England Patriots. I like that. I like. I like the way you think. You know the 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 formerly Oakland Raiders. The, the, the artist no. formerly the art, artist formerly. Are they like the just Oakland like? Raiders. Are they like puppets like coming yeah. down in the stadium just bouncing exactly. down? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the Jets again. That means I'm sharp. You. Of course. Yeah, whatever. Square. Okay. Jacksonville, Minnesota. Your Vikings. I guess that the Vikings would be an eight and a half point favorite at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I said nine and a half. Ooh, it is, is nine and a half. Interesting. I mean, are the Vikings really pulling away from teams though? I guess that's my question. They now cover. the Jags suck, but yeah, but the Panthers suck too. Like, the, like that was with the whole. I'm going to write an article about this, but that's like the whole thing when you're Mr. Smock and you run, you you kick a field goal to go up six when your defense is absolute butt cheeks, right? Mm -hmm. And like what we didn't see today when we were on the show, I mean, didn't Chad Beebe have like seven catches for 80 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yards? Like they're terrible. Kyle Rudolph blast from the past, like 80 something yards in the air. Cousins. Cousins is playing really well. They're like, there's really no way to like sort of no, he is playing square really well. it. The problem is, is the rest of the Vikings roster because Cousins' contract in many ways, and because of the way that they've they they planned it all out, is garbage. Shoot, like 
there were 46 seconds left on the clock for Teddy, and he got them in field goal range with seconds to spare. And and the, you know, if the kicker makes an NFL kick, the Vikings lose that game at home. Uh, you're 0 and 2 on the first two games of three game homestand. Joey Sly, by the way, the kicker yeah. for Carolina. Comes up there, and it's the same mentality I have when I'm about to hit driver on hole number yeah, 18. Yeah. It's like, oh, I could swing nice and easy and hit it down the middle and give myself a chance. No, absolutely not. I'm going to pipe the living hell out of this thing, even though I don't need to, and just, you know, hooks the living hell out of it. That's what he did. I think he's I think he's tilted from the game where they were in New Orleans, and he had like a 65-yarder, yes. and he kicked it, and it was true, but it was short. It was slow. So short. then when he, went to, when he had the kick against the Chiefs, it had all the distance in the world, but it was wide right. And then, of course, against Minnesota, it's wide left. Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, his last two starts in the state of Minnesota, both ended in wide left, unfortunately. Um, that. Five years apart. But kind of like the Jags. <sighs> Jags play hard. The Vikings suck. I mean, like, they... they, like they the Vikings should really be nine-and-a-half-point favorites against any non-NFC East slash Jets team. Let's go Jaguars plus nine and a half in a write-up, and because this will get down to seven and a half, and people will get value like that. It's the same thing with the Bears, right? The Bears opened at nine and a half, like or it was like eight and a half, got up to ten. What did it close today? Seven and a half. Like people like these big underdogs, especially in a year like this. You know, if you have a ton of COVID stuff, it's it's going to be one directional. Like the Jaguars already suck, whereas like the Vikings, if they have some COVID shit, it's going to affect them way more because they're already a decent team. So, let's go. Yeah, put. By Jack. the way, Justin Jefferson was amazing today, despite not having Adam Thielen. The guy's really good. And they didn't. They didn't target him nearly enough. No. Gritty what gradient. Surprise you though. Gritty gradient. Throw the ball to the gritty. I'd pay to see you do the gritty. I, yeah. There may or may not be a video at my house of me with a touchdown dance during a college game. Oh really? Yeah. Do I need to ask the? Well, you you suffer. Yeah. Well. I'll do my best. Okay, next one, Cincinnati-Miami. This would have been a great game to uh, Burrow. Not anymore. That sucks. I had Miami 9.5-point favorites. Same. Uh, is it up there? Yeah, it's 11.5. Holy Ooh. shit. I'm not touching it with a 40-foot pole, though, because Brandon Allen is butt. <laughs> There's no way. Like I. Yeah, I can't. The Bengals, the Bengals were game today. Their defense played okay. well. So, here, so sidebar. The, the New York Giants are not very good. That is a very important fact that needs to be remembered here. The Miami Dolphins are good. Mm -hmm. This is the this is the Tua get right game. Comes back, he's healthy. The Bengals, nothing. Just Tua's throwing darts. Yep, that's what this is. By the way, some of the futures we've written up over the past few weeks. Miami make the playoffs one eighty four. That's looking pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Colts, sneaky. Missed the playoffs, plus 114 after the loss today. Kind of looking good. Philly missed the playoffs, plus 154. <laughs> Cleveland, make the playoffs, minus 245. That's only going to get bigger. So, I agree. This is a two-a-get-right game. This is a Dolphins on the road to the playoffs game. Yeah, but that's a, that's a high number. Okay, Detroit-Chicago. No. <laughs> uh, I oh, my had... God, my number sucks. I had Chicago favored by two and a half. Is it up even? I had Chicago favored by two and a half too. That number's garbage. I, like, this game's a pick 'em after tonight's game. I'd agree. I don't see it up yet, so that's my problem. Damn it! If it is, if it is Chicago minus two and a half, Detroit plus eight and a half is a tease. Uh, absolutely. 
1,000%. It won't let us down. Trubisky, Trubisky. Be you, buddy. Just be you. Oh, well. We don't need to read how, how How did the Bears beat Tampa Bay? Have you watched the Tampa Bay offense? That's how. Yes, but... Leonard, all you need to know about the Tampa Bay offense is that they think Leonard Fournette is a good pass catching back. Can That's we, can all we, you need to know. How, how much different is this season if the Bears let the universe unfold as it should? The, the, the Lions would have another win. They'd be, they'd be five and six on their way to their win total. The Falcons would have another win, five and six on the way. The, instead, the Bears had to go fuck it up for no reason, zero reason. There was no reason for the Bears to win those games other than to do what? Screw themselves. Yeah. That's all they're doing. They're very good at it, though. I mean, even if they lost to the Giants, they would have been – the Giants very, would be – Very few organizations Have the NFC East by the balls. Very few organizations that are better at sucking than the Chicago Bears. Well, but sucking in like a non-sucky way. Like they're – like the five their, – their record being five and six right now is totally like, oh, let's trade for Khalil Mack. Right. No, they do a great job of keeping their fans around. Yeah. The, enticed. Yeah. Like our friend Robert Mays is just yeah, yeah, a pit of misery guy. right now. They could have Bridgewater. Teddy, Teddy has this team where? I mean, I, in the playoffs? Yeah, I think he so. He can hit playoffs. a receiver that's wide open 10 yards downfield. Yeah, he can move around a little bit in the pocket. It's, it's risky and foals are bad. Okay. Uh, Giants Seahawks in Seattle. I had the Seahawks favored by eight and a half. Seven and a half. Is that what it is? I don't know. It's not up on oh, it's not that up. line. Um, could they hmm. play? You know, they play tomorrow. Yeah, the Giants not very good. Yeah, also, uh, actually, the reason it's probably not up is Daniel Jones got hurt. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not. Colt McCoy. If Colt McCoy plays, this is like 13 and a half, 14. Philly, Green Bay. In Lambeau. I said Green Bay minus seven and a half. I have Green Bay minus ten and a half. I don't see that up either because Philly plays t- tonight. What the? I bet you we can find something here. Um, I mean, how could you have this under ten? I don't know, man. The, the Eagles are not very good. Uh, wow. Before Sunday night, it was Green Bay minus seven. Which I think I did bet, actually. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, I'm looking at my – oh, yeah, I bet that. I mean, that's such a f- soft number. That's absurd. Yeah. 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 Buffalo minus three versus San Francisco, wherever played. <laughs> Man. Uh, okay, last one. I believe is Dallas at Baltimore. But I said I mean, comma Baltimore minus seven and a half if Lamar plays. I had uh, Baltimore minus six and a half. Yeah, I don't know what it's. There's no line. Yeah, uh, I mean we just don't know, right? Like Tampa Bay and Carolina both have buys this week. I hope Tampa Bay uses their buy to go back and watch uh, film from the Kansas City offense and realize that maybe they should do some things that Mm -hmm. are from this century that would be my recommendation okay that was our show there are two more week 12 games to be played so you can check out all the stuff uh that we have on pff.com 
we'll be doing some props live streams tomorrow. That'll be fun. And I uh, hope you enjoy both those games. Hopefully the COVID outbreak in Baltimore has stopped and we can get that game played. We'll see you guys. Peace out. Oh, wait, hold on. I should mention. We have a very fun episode coming up on Wednesday. Yes, we do. Darius Butler is joining us. Uh, he's great. Former Colts DB. He loves coverage. We love coverage. We're also going to argue about the Steelers because he feels very strongly about it. And I still feel as though I'm right. They are overrated. So you're welcome. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Peace out. <laughs>